Are we laughing? Sometimes. Are we lying? Always. I'm Ashley. I'm Jen. I'm Cameron. And I'm Barb. Okay, so today we are obviously having our guest star, Barb. Yes. <laughs> um, so our topic today is going to be working in between undergrad and law school because our very own Cameron also did that. <laughs> um, so me and Ashley are going to be doing like a little mini interview with them and also getting to know Barb because she's great. So to start, we are going to get to know Barb. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, are you sure? Who are you? We've never met. Um, I'm Barb. <laughs> I'm Barbara. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll just start from the top of our question list. Take it from the top. Where did oh. you go to undergrad? Um, and if you want to say your age, you can, but you also don't have to. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, I'm I'm 24. Yeah, I'm 24. Um, and I went to Western Connecticut State University. Okay. So tell us uh, what you studied in undergrad. Um, okay, so I studied my mate. I was in the School of Business. The Ansel School of Business is very fancy. Sounds <laughs> and, <laughs> um, Which is cool because usually, I guess, when you do, sometimes when people do criminal law um, or, like, justice and law administration, it's sometimes under, like, Bachelor of Arts mm -hmm. um, instead of a Bachelor of Science. Mm -hmm. So mine was under Bachelor of Science, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, because I felt like, ah, ha, ha, science. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> school. Anything about science, ha, ha. <laughs> 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 and... <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I did uh, criminal justice and law administration and then focus in legal studies. It was my concentration. And uh, uh, what is the minor in communications? Nice. So tell us about your hobbies. So I really like Headspace. <laughs> um, obviously. Sponsor us? Oh, literally, they should because they, they need honestly, to sponsor you. they have like, low key. I should get some money for advertisement. This. Honestly, like, I thought that Headspace wasn't worth it. Like, I had it on my phone for like two years, just the free version. Mm -hmm. And like, again, like, I'm just gonna, like, sorry, Headspace. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna say it, but, but like, they're literally so great. I listen to their uh, soundscapes at night every single night. It's so nice. And I think, I don't know if I told you guys or who, but. Um, when you listen to the thing, you can either listen with a voice or with no voice. And then, because some people, like, don't like the little, like, talking in the background, yeah, but it's so creepy. cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's one side of people. <laughs> no. Um, when you listen to too many true crime podcasts, yeah. and then... No, I totally understand. I love true crime, though. However... Um, they have like these little things where it's like antiques and stuff like they'll go through a bookstore and just like like talk about things or like the antique clock workshop or something <laughs> stupid and it's just something to get your mind out of like because for me at least I when I go to sleep it's hard for me to um, like turn not yeah exactly turn it off like your brain is still firing it's still like constantly thinking about school especially yeah. so it helps a lot to just have something else in the background kind of like like, you know, ambient sound, but it's mm -hmm. just, like, a conversation. But you can turn it all the way down, so it's just the soundscape, too, mm, which nice. is the, the part I was saying. Yeah. But, yeah, it's so wow. good. They do, like, yoga and meditation and stuff. I'm, like, relaxed already. They really yeah. better be sponsoring us after this. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a whole infomercial about... Yeah, <laughs> That's why I... <laughs> That's better than, um, 
like naming towards before I go to bed. <gasps> dude, dude, the <laughs> so. amount of times, like especially last night, if you want to say what we just did today. I yes. literally woke up at 1.30 this morning and was tossing and turning, like saying strict liability in my head. <laughs> I'm like, this is an, I- I've had enough. So we took our first ever law school final today. Yes. We're not going to talk about it. Oh, that's, no. that's it. That's, trauma. that's the thing that we're going to say, and that's it. Move yeah. <laughs> All but right. It's just not worth it. Um, but we made it. We made yes, it. Yes, exactly. So, it was some a feat, and we did it. Exactly. Yes. So back to bar. Yeah, never story. talk about it towards ever again. <laughs> um, tell us a fun fact. Ooh. Um, I was born in Brazil, and I like the fact that I'm Brazilian because I was born yeah. there. Um, and I came when I was three, so, like so that's a fun fact. Citizen. Um, no, actually, I had a DACA for a long time, and now I have a green card. Nice. Woo! Woo! Yay. Legal, haha. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't remember living there? No. I mean, we could, that would be a whole other topic, is like the whole DACA thing and how. Wait, that actually is really interesting. I would yeah. love to hear from yeah. somebody who like has experience with that. Yeah. Okay, so another fun fact is that you speak three languages, and now you're going to say something. <gasps> yes. Eep. Oh, crap. <laughs> what do you want me to say? You have to at least say, like, what fun is um, Nothing about torts. <laughs> or law in general. No, no, no. I have made really good friends. Okay, I have made really good friends <laughs> in English. Never heard that one before. Number one. <laughs> Number two is uh, Portuguese. Um... Eu fiz muitas amigas super boas. I don't know. Super. Like, this is what... So, a big part of, like, speaking a lot of languages uh, is, like, Spanglish and, like, Mm. Portuguese, English things. Constantly, my mom, growing up, like, she just spoke Portuguese. And the whole family, we just spoke Portuguese at home. So, I would constantly just intertwine English with Portuguese, so... Um, And then Spanish. um, You're... Oh, my God, this is going to be so bad. I don't know. I'm going to skip that one. (laughs) Because literally, like, I'm not, I'm, like, working proficiency in Spanish because mm-hmm. the thing with Spanish and Portuguese is that you can, you can, um, uh, like, understand so easily Spanish if mm. you already know Portuguese, but it's kind of hard the other way around mm. for whatever reason. I think it's, like, because of, like, I don't know what, but, so I can a lot of the time express myself with Spanish. And it's all legal. So, So, like, all I would do is, like, at work, like, that's how I, like, really, like, honed it in on it. Because I did it in high school and and in college. I clepped out of it, which was really cool because I was able to, um, I don't know if you guys, if it's the same term everywhere, clep. But it's, like, this test or something that you could just, like, test and get, like, six. I got, like, six credits just for, like, like, doing the exam and not having to take the class. So it was really nice. Um, so yeah, so it's more like on paper and like when I'm talking to clients, I yeah. just, I'm like, hey guys, I'm Brazilian. I'm going to say some Spanish now, but correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and then I just have my little dictionary out with like my little legal, literally I got for Christmas, like my mother-in-law gave me like a little Spanish words for lost, for like legal, for legal professionals or whatever. Oh, so cool. Cause I, cause yeah, there's so many words one. that like you might know the basics, yeah. but like yeah, but you you're don't not going to know like the specific legal yeah. jargon in another language. Yeah. And I don't want to do it. Cause I, I know, know what it's like. cause I know that like, especially it's going to be just so embarrassing. The accent, like I cannot do it. I'm just going to just pass the Spanish I, one. All right. Okay. Cause all right. trust, we'll trust, <laughs> trust, you don't want to hear it. It's going to sound like a Brazilian Sounding, trying to say Spanish. <laughs> Spanish. I'll totally be able to tell the difference because I took German. So, yeah. Our language okay. expert. 
<laughs> Love that you take like like however many years you take in high school and then I had to take like a year's worth in college and it like amounts to like one sentence mm, by literally. the time you're done with that. Like It's because they go over like the same vocab for like eight years. Yeah. They're like, This is how you say horse, this is how you <laughs> say cheese and you're like, This is not helping me, why aren't you teaching me grammar? <laughs> like, well, and the books I was learning out of in high school were from the 90s. So I could tell you the word for jeans, which is jeans. <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful. Okay. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Now we're going to move on to like our actual topic. Wait, but my only hobby was headspace. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you show us how much free time you we have. Legit. You legit. Yeah. I remember if that was in the part where we're still doing it. <laughs> Literally, we're talking about still about Headspace. <laughs> because Headspace also has yoga. Like, this is the issue. <laughs> headspace is my personality trait. Like, <laughs> no, because, I mean, it honestly is very relaxing. Like, because they have the best, okay. Okay, they have, like, the, the freaking best um, little, like, yoga things that you don't think of. But, like, perfect for school. Mm -hmm. Like, because this is a law school podcast, remi reminder, not a bar podcast. <laughs> and so, so um, literally, like, when I, like, have studied all day or, like, in the breaks and stuff when you just, like, need a second, mm -hmm. there are, like, little videos um, and clips for, like, de-stressing or, like, like two-minute, like, exercises for, like, breathing or meditation or any of that stuff. Well, and I that helps. Yes, and it's so <laughs> worth it. Um Honestly, it's, like, the best thing I did because even when on times where, like, I feel like I'm, like, not doing the best or, like, not doing self-care so much as I should or, like, you know, yeah. giving too much preference to school instead of myself, it, I keep it on my home screen um, as, like, one of the big widgets and stuff. Yeah. And it's just so nice to, like, constantly remember and be like, oh, yeah, like, I could just do this right now and have, like, a break where you could just relax. That's and so nice. then reading is another one. Haha, reading is not headspace. There you go. <laughs> but it's audible. <laughs> audible. <laughs> Our next app. Also. <laughs> also not <laughs> What are one of the types of books we like to read? Oh my god. Um, I love I'm just a hopeless romantic, so I like romance mm. novels. Yes. Um, I do like mystery novels as well. Ooh, yes. Um I mean hardcore poetry fan when I was like in high school, I do still appreciate it, but it's not, I'm not like as sad as I was in high school anymore. <laughs> like, you know, when you're like, you're going through like heartbreak and stuff, yeah, so it's yeah. easy to like fall to poetry and like write poetry. I literally had a freaking SoundCloud and oh. would like read poetry that I wrote oh on SoundCloud. Gosh. And then, That's yeah, and then this girl copied me and I deleted my SoundCloud and I was like, you're just copying me. All this. Barb. Yeah, literally Barb pre-law school. Yeah. When I was like, I don't know, 16 in high school and I was like, oh my God, this girl's totally copying me. She's, she's just a stan and yeah. sorry. Imitation is the biggest form of flattery. True. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna those start are my... reading poetry on SoundCloud. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hide it from you. No, I. <laughs> no, not me, like trying to do a comeback of my poetry readings and yes! compete with your podcast. Oh my god, Ballads and Farm. Oh my lord. No, it's gonna be like slam poetry. <laughs> yes. Barb poetry, just like, you think law school's fine? Well, it's not. Like a whole soliloquy or something. Yes, but... please. Okay, so to get into our topic. Uh, what did you guys do before, nope, yes, um, <laughs> what did you do between undergrad and law school, and 
Also, what made you decide to work in between? Cam, hit us with it. Okay, I'll go. Um, I had no desire to go to law school after I graduated. I remember like senior year, all my friends were studying for the LSAT and applying to law school. And I was like, oof, that sucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, not what I'm doing. And I like never felt like I was, I was missing out on anything. Like they were doing that thing and I was so not into going to law school at all. But it was in like the way, way, way deep, dark depths of my mind about going to law school, like the way, you know, like the cobwebs of your brain, <laughs> that's where the idea of law school was for me. So that's why I worked for four years. I, like, literally already forgot the question. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, you yeah, can you say w- that you worked between, but, like, yeah. do you, which our loyal listeners will already know because you have said this before, but, like, if you want to go into more detail about, like, what your job was. Oh, yeah, okay. So I was a paralegal for two personal injury attorneys, and it was nice to start my career in, like, a small firm where it was very personalized, like, they gave me a lot of attention to, like, teach me. Like, I was fresh out of college, so, like, they were able to mold me the way they wanted a paralegal, which was nice on both of our ends because they could teach me something. I'd be like, oh, okay, like, that's the right way. And But they, they, they taught me incredible things. Um, and, and they were both very easy to talk to, and, like, obviously they understood that I was new and had no idea what I was doing since they hired me. But it was really nice that they were both approachable and, like, low-key about if I made a mistake like obviously I'm gonna make mistakes I made mistakes till probably till like the last day I worked there so you know things happen mm-hmm. I totally feel that my my boss would tell me like if you make a mistake I'd rather you tell me than just like be afraid to tell me he's like I'm gonna be pissed if you like try to hide something like just be honest and that was like the main thing with him yeah because like because I was so fresh too um I remember my first like ever mistake was um, we needed a power of attorney to have a client sign a check so that we could deposit it mm-hmm. and then, you know, give yeah. them their portion or take out our fee and then give yeah. them their portion. And we did a lot of, obviously I did workers comp. So, um, a lot of the like long time clients already had power of attorney for like powers of attorney for a long, like a lot of years already. Like they signed them way back when, in like the nineties when I wasn't even there. <laughs> Cause this firm was like very, they've been there forever. Um, and he asked me, like, do I have a power of attorney for this person? And I, like, almost was positive that he did. And he constantly would do that, and I said, and I'd have to, like, run back to my thing, to my office, and be like, oh, crap, let me check. And I was like, I think you do. And he was like, I think so, too. And then he signed it. And after I went back to my office, I looked, and I was like, oh, my God, he didn't have a power of attorney. And I thought this was such... My heart literally dropped and I was like what am I gonna do um and this was like five minutes before we had to leave and so I was like oh I'll deal with it tomorrow and I went home and like thought about it forever and literally just I got there the next day I made I went through I got my um intern and I was like you're gonna we're gonna go through this and we're gonna look at every single person that has a power of attorney and we're gonna make a list of everyone that has it and then I'm gonna I put I put it like stick uh, like taped it right inside the folder that I always give him like all the stuff that I've done and then he just has to sign everything mm-hmm. and I gave it to him and I walked in and I was like <sighs> and he was like what did you do <laughs> and I was like I explained and he was like 
dude, that's not a big deal. Like, because I have, like, this man that has, it's been forever, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. It's really easy. But I was like, but look, I fixed it. And I did all these things. And he was like, okay, great. So it ended up being really nice because I listened to the fact that he was like, just be honest. Yeah. And like, I just did something to remedy it to like kind of slide it under the bus, I mean, under the rug or whatever. And I was like, all right, now it's never gonna happen again because I made a list. Because <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know, right? Yeah. So it was similar with me. Oh, yeah. I remember my first major mistake. I filed a scheduling order before. So, like, when you file a scheduling order, um, it's like you listing out all the dates, like, discovery is due and when trial is gonna start, whatever. And I didn't know, like, both attorneys, like, plaintiff's counsel and defense counsel, both had to sign it and then you file it. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I didn't even, like, understand what a scheduling order was at the time. I was, this was probably, like, month two of working there. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, I have my attorney's signature. File away into the atmosphere. File away. Well, that was wrong, and I did it on two cases, and I, I filed it with the court, then I emailed it off. And then I can't remember oh. if, like, my bosses called me or whatever, and they're like, oh, did you, you know, get the scheduling order signed or whatever? And I was like, um, no, I filed it. And so we went into, I went into, like, panic mode, and they were like, it's fine. We'll just file a withdrawal, and we'll just tell counsel, like, you know, it was, I filed it erroneously, like, oops, sorry. And it, like, wasn't a yeah. big deal. It was, of course, it was a big deal at the time. Like, now thinking back, I'm like, mm, you make a mistake, like, just withdraw it. I think that's kind of like it was it's good to know at least for me that's one of the things that I think was good coming into law school because it's I felt like before I worked like in the field I always thought that everything was like such a huge deal yes. and like everything was like major pressure yeah. like if you file one thing what wrong you're screwed you're going to jail like <laughs> you're gonna yes. you're gonna get disbarred like they're gonna file a complaint against yeah. you like literally everything was such Not a big deal exactly Literally, I was Every terrified. Every client's going to be after you for malpractice. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> literally, what you don't realize is half of, like, what you think will happen is, like, never going to happen. <laughs> My boss is like, this is literally a form. Like, you <laughs> check a form. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I, fine. I can do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the amount of self-doubt is, like, yeah, yeah. you get rid of it. And then when you come into law school, like, you, like, I feel like at least for me, I'm sure, I hope you feel the same, is, like, you realize that it's important, but it's not, like, life or death no. and it's fine nothing is i've said this before and i'll say it again nothing is the end all be all mm -hmm. like you file something accidentally oops you withdraw it or or i've seen like i've seen you send someone to prison accidentally <laughs> oops <laughs> withdraw it yeah we, sh we should well, say it like for the types of laws that we've dealt with yeah, yeah because civil, okay civil civil law this probably happened well, way more yeah, I mean, we both did, I did workers' comp and you did personal injury. Yeah. So in those contexts, um, with some of those procedures, not all of them, obviously some rules are more stringent than others, but some things are not that important. And like, like sometimes deadlines are, I know deadlines for federal court are way, are followed way more strictly than like a state court. Yeah. Or like a <laughs> district court or trial court or whatever. Because, like, you know, discovery is due in 60 days, but then you just file a motion for extension of time. It's like, mm -hmm. you can get more time. Whereas I think it's a little more. It's really interpersonal as well. At least with workers' comp, because it's, it's, like, not that, um, it's not so much, it's formal, but, like, not, it's not, like, in a courtroom. Like, mm. there are, you go to the courts in, like, the local, like, the main places, but then 
they have also like little headquarters like in the town hall like we had the like New Milford town hall that we'd go to for our hearings and stuff so it's like it's just good to know that it's some things are just not that insane would you say more for like combative types of law because I know like from my experience watching like my parents divorce like if you do screw ups like that, oh, like yeah. it does yeah. make a big difference. Oh, yeah. And if you're talking like criminal law, that does make a big mm-hmm. difference. So probably more just combative types of law. I mean, I just I feel like I'm speaking more in not so much in like the legal field and like in workers' comp or in personal injury or in like in general not so much like in a specific category of law, but more in like having the understanding that um, some of the procedural things like how it works like when we talk about in Civ Pro like yeah. you know discovery all that like you kind of know the the steps and you know like although it's very like strict like the thing that everyone always says how attorneys like when you think in movies like they're all like crazy like and like everyone's like mad at each other and like it's so <laughs> insane but then you go and you realize you do a deposition and you just sit there or like an arbitration and you sit there and listen to the attorneys like talk to each other and they're like oh hey what's up like how'd you do it last weekend or whatever yeah. and then it's like nothing like they're just like talking on the phone like oh hey like yeah like it's very nonchalant and very like per- like a lot of lawyers that I've experienced or have experience with they're like they're so personable especially with my boss because I think he knows like a lot of people mm-hmm. where I- I'm I'm like always just so surprised like well they'll say hi talk about the case and then they'll like talk about their lives. You know, like, make pleasantry. You talk about, literally, my boss would talk about, talk to his, like, friends. Literally just as if they were friends. I mean, they are friends after all this time. Because when you stick to one profession, you kind of know everyone in your area anyway. So constantly, when I left, though, it was really cute. Because one of the attorneys that I had, like, constantly been working with and stuff, it was, like, so nice to um, the, the, sorry, not the, the attorney, the commissioner, um, she was like, oh, you're leaving, like, all this, and that, and I, it was so cute, because, like, she had, I think I told you guys, she was the one that, like, sent me home when I had my wedding day, like, I, my, I worked, like, when I, when I, we got married civilly, me and my husband, Nick, um, I went to work, because it wasn't, like, a big deal, it was just, like, our civil union, um, I mean, it is a big deal, <laughs> it wasn't even but, a like, big deal. We just got married. I mean, because <laughs> we had to, because we had to do it, like, there, and then we were gonna have our, like, big ceremony and stuff yeah, a little yeah. later, so we were just, like, all right, so she ended up actually sending me home that day, like, my boss was, like, oh, yeah, okay, like, just go to this one hearing, because he was waiting for me for that one hearing, like, I had to go to that no one was available for, um, I said to myself, okay, whatever, I'm just gonna go to work, and when I went to the hearing, she was, like, what, like, it's your it's your wedding day? And I'm like, no, like not anything. And she was like, no, you're going home. And it was like 12 o'clock and I was like, okay. And so she called my boss and was like, you're leaving. So like that kind of like cute little relationship yeah, thing. Yeah. Like people that like know you and like, cause now like it's like connections and stuff. Yeah. That's nice too. It's mm-hmm. some little things that like your coworkers or like your boss would do. That's, Learning- that's like the stuff I miss. Exactly. You know, like I miss the work too. Do you? <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> I miss it all. Well, you guys kind of already touched a little bit on, like, how it helped you, like, you're working and what specifically you did, but you can also expand on that, but uh, we didn't talk about what made you guys decide to work before, like, after undergrad, before law school, if you want to. <clears throat> well, I mean, Cam and I talked about how it wasn't really, like, in your mind. No, about going law, to law school was school, not, so that's just why you decided to work, because you were like, yeah, I don't think I want to go to law school at all. Yeah. And then what made you decide to go to law school? 
Um, so uh, we have like I guess an an intern who would come work for us every summer, and so her first summer she was there as our she had to do it for undergrad. Um, so she was going into her senior year, and then the next summer she was studying for the LSAT. And I was like, oh, that sucks, like, haha, -ha, having to study for the LSAT. And then, like, the next summer was, it might have been COVID. But every time I would see her, like, we became friends outside of the office. And every time, like, we'd go to dinner, I would always, like, pick her brain about law school for some reason. And I was like, oh, haha, -ha, like, I'm going to go home and take, like, practice LSAT uh, tests just, like, for giggles, a few questions. And then, like, I kept joking about it. And then one day... I was like, hmm, I think I want to go to law school now. I don't know. It kind of just <laughs> evolved from, like, a thought in the way back of my mind to, like, because she went to law school, I was like, hmm, I'm kind of, like, kind of piqued my interest. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready. I remember I called my parents. I was in the parking lot of LA Fitness. <laughs> it was after I worked out or Classic. before, whatever. And I was like, hey, um... I think I want to go to law school. Like, I think I've decided I want to go to law school. And my mom is like, I knew it. I knew you were going to this whole time. You just didn't know it. I was like, yep. <laughs> You're like, the cop right. always knew. <laughs> the spider in That's my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Tricky Aww. spider. And what made you go? I was so young when I decided to go to law school. Oh, my like, gosh. It's, it's like one of those things where everyone's like, I want to be a princess and you're like I'm gonna be a lawyer <laughs> I'm gonna be a princess. Like, like you're like three years old and you're like, like I would like nope. to be a lawyer like um Esquire. shut up <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah legit um I don't know what it was I always joke that it was because my mom I was the youngest of three and when we grew up um in Brazil my cousin stayed with us for a while while my aunt came to the U.S. um so she was living with us in Brazil and she was just a few years older than me. Like, we were both, like, the little ones. And she was literally, in my family, the only one that's, like, closest to my age. There's not really a lot that are even remotely close. And she's only, she's, like, I'm 24. She's probably, like, 29. And that's, like, not that close, you know? Because yeah. she was always just old enough to, like, get something over me. Like, you know? <laughs> just old enough. And, like, like I constantly remember these this one instance where, like, I don't know why I was, like, six or something. And I really like, wanted to wash the dishes. My mom didn't let me wash the dishes. Or, like, she did, but, like, supervised or whatever. <laughs> These are bar problems at six years old. Um, so, literally, I just... Rem and I remember that she knew that I wanted to do the dishes, and she hated doing the dishes, but she wanted to do it because I wanted to do it. So, she would go, and I'd be like, and I'd be like Mom, I want to wash the dishes. And she's like, no, she's older. Like, she just gets it. And I'm like, why? And she just said, because, she, because I said so. And that oh, was the phrase that uh, I hated. I grew up arguing with my mom about things and her thinking that I was being disrespectful when I'm, I literally had to sit her down eventually like, and be like, I'm, I have to prove my point. Like, I have to at least say it and then you can tell me why or why not, but I have to at least argue it because I can't just listen and just be like, okay, great. And it's not a disrespectful <laughs> thing. It's a thing that like, I just need to say what I want to say. Period. <laughs> and then she was like, um, tone it down. <laughs> but sure. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of like the instance where I was like, oh, crap. Um, I mean, that wasn't when I was like, oh, I want to be a lawyer because lawyers do this. Like, no. But that was like one of the stories that... Said, I like to yeah, argue. I'm going to be a lawyer. Yeah, literally. I made the connection. Like, no. But my mom would tell me these stories and I, would, and I kind of connected it to 
probably the the interest that sparked in like liking to argue and like prove my point and at least have a word to say like as a woman and as an immigrant and like a minority in general people don't listen mm -hmm. so it's nice to like be able to like hold on to like that respect of being an attorney um that I've kind of I guess always been looking mm -hmm. for um maybe I'll be fulfilled one day existential <laughs> crisis maybe one day. like <laughs> but that's the spark I think and yeah. So, like, what made so you cool. decide that you didn't definitely want to go to law school right oh. after? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't a choice, basically. <laughs> um, I we grew I grew up undocumented um, until I was, and I feel so cool saying it because I never said it in high school or anything. Like, it's never something that I shared because it was something I was fearful of, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when I was I was about to turn sixteen, right? Um, and I just remember that because I was about to get my permit or something like that. Like, I think 16 is when you get your permit. 15. 15. 15. 15? 15? Yeah. Okay, then I was about to turn 15. And I wanted to get a permit, but I wasn't allowed to because I wasn't documented. And that's when, like, DACA came in and everything, and we're like, oh, crap, like, all these things. And kind of, like, I was able to apply to that. And then I was able to get a license and go to school, but I wasn't able to access, um, finan like, federal um, aid or anything. So even though we were low-income... I couldn't get anything, mm. um, and I always knew that I wanted to go to law school, so I knew that my plan was to go to undergrad somewhere local and then spend all my money on law school, mm -hmm. um, so that's how the decision happened there, but then after I graduated from undergrad, I still didn't have enough money to go to law school, even though I worked all throughout undergrad and everything. Honestly, yeah. Like, I mean, we, like you said, like, we can talk about this outside of oh, the whole undocumented thing, because that's, like, a whole story in itself, but yeah. um, that's where it all kind of started, and at the time, when I finished undergrad, I knew that I couldn't, I still couldn't access, um, like, financial aid, because I was still under DACA and everything, and whatever, got a green card and stuff, um, but I needed to work, so I spent, um, thought it was just smart for two years to just take some time and get some experience. And I really hated it. At first, I wanted to, I hated the fact that I had to do it and Man, I didn't you want really, to. You really wanted to go to law school. It yeah. would have been hard to be like, I can't just go right there. Mm -hmm. I have to do this. Literally, one of my undergrad professors, like, and that I think was the, the main thing when I was like, okay, everything looks like I don't think I can do this. And then my professor told me that if I was, if I had graduated early um, at 20, and then graduated law school at 23 that no one would hire me. And just basically, like, shadow over my, like, what I wanted to do. Cool, great. So that was helpful. Inspiring. Yes. <laughs> that was helpful. That was very helpful. So then after that, I was like, okay, crap. So I just went into it with a really bad attitude and just took, like, luckily I applied and got the first job that I went to, and mm -hmm. that was it. Like, I didn't even apply to any others. Or, I mean, I did, like, on Indeed or anything, but I didn't do any other interviews. I just went in, and I was like, I just need money. And I, it was, like, the best thing that I could have done because I ended up loving the firm that I was at. The same thing with UCAM. Like, um, it was a small firm. Like, there was, like, 10 of us or something. Like, yeah. And it became... I was there for almost three years, and it was, like, so wonderful to like have the experience and I've learned like I learned a ridiculous amount because I was in a small firm mm -hmm. and they were like literally like I was only trained for a week like that's all I could get because the girl that was leaving had to 
she had like a baby and like so she had to like go or something and so I had to just like learn by doing which was like yeah. which sucked but was so good and I left there like I went in with like the lowest of the low like never having any experience to like literally I was running the entire workers comp department which is I mean me but also my <laughs> assistant who I made my boss get for me so that's like a whole thing because oh because I started an internship program there because I the first time I started I was like I need an internship program because everything it was an older firm and it was a little disorganized mm. like they weren't so much like tech savvy yet and I was like you need to excel like now <laughs> so I was like you know how you do that you get interns because they want to be inside the law firm and they can do miscellaneous things they know how while, to use excel yeah so and exactly and then you send them to court with you sometimes and it'll be fun whatever like you know typical stuff so, I, and he looked at me, he was like, no. <laughs> he was like, no, I don't want to. I don't like people here. I don't, I don't feel like it. I was like, I was like, okay. And then when he merged me, my position with this other person's position, and I just took over the, the department, I was like, ha, ha, ha. Now I want an assistant. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you're, on you. joke's on you. And he goes, okay, fine. <laughs> or now I want interns. And then, and then it became, and then we liked this girl so much. And I was like, come on, she's great. He made her my full-time assistant. Oh my god, that's so cute. So, or part-time assistant, but still. You had an assistant. That's awesome. <laughs> You're basically a lawyer already. Yeah, <laughs> no. literally. No, you but... have to take the bar? I don't know. <laughs> no. I wish, yeah, just, that, it's fine, it's fine. I trust You're me. You're like, listen, I had an intern. Yeah. So yes. I don't think I even need to take I, the bar. Honestly, I don't think I do. So, <laughs> um... To your ABA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. Oh my god. For a second there, I thought you were going to say, like, he made her a partner. <laughs> for that whole like storyline like so now i'm actually a partner <laughs> no <laughs> i own the entire firm yeah it's actually my firm now so i'm just like here for the ride yeah. <laughs> for the laughs because it's fun so much fun <laughs> Hey, so we ended up talking longer than we wanted to, so we're breaking up this episode into two parts. So stay tuned next week for part two. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.